0: Welcome to the Inner Dominatrix podcast, the show that gets you stepping into your bold, sexy, fun-filled life. And I have a very interesting guest with me today. His name is Brian King, and Brian has an amazing story of overcoming challenges and not letting life say no for him. He's, you know, he's had a lot of things go up, go wrong and sideways in his life. And yet he has stood in his power in an incredible way. And he's got such a big heart. And I, you know, I was on his podcast recently. And of course, we had to have him on this one because... I think you're going to adore him as well. So let me just give you a little bit of his bio here. Brian teaches and coaches other professionals the keys to growing their influence and businesses by simply being themselves. He's got a master's degree in social work and ADD and dyslexia. He's also the father of three sons with Asperger's and ADHD. And I know that, Brian, for you, you have your own struggles and things that you're dealing with. You've got some physical disabilities, but you've managed to still become a best-selling author, and you're a successful entrepreneur. And I know from the last time we talked, you're moving into another, you know, kind of another venue and things. So tell the audience a little bit about your, your history, your story, you know, so they can get an idea of who you are.
1: Well, first, thank you for the very sweet intro. I really appreciate mm. that.
0: You're welcome.
1: My story overall has been a series of swift kicks to the groin. Mm. I grew up with undiagnosed ADHD and dyslexia, made school very, very difficult. My graduation present from high school was stage three testicular cancer. So I had surgery and chemotherapy after that. Once I started getting my life back together, decided to go into social work. And I got married very quickly to a young lady and we had three beautiful sons together, all of whom it turned out have Asperger's, which is a form of autism and ADHD. And the mother of my sons subsequently left us when she decided she didn't want to be a wife or mother anymore. Mm -hmm. So I became a single father to three special needs kids while running a 15 hour a day private clinical practice. So I had to quickly shift gears so that I could be there for them. And I discovered the coaching model, which allows you to be very portable, do things over the phone, do things over video. Mm -hmm. And fortunately, a lot of my clients valued my services enough to come with me and adjust to that transition. So I've been doing coaching full time since 2008. Overall, I've been serving people for over 10 years. And four years ago, I was diagnosed with Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, which is a an inherited connective tissue disorder. There's no cure. Uh, Two of my sons have it as well. I'm currently in a wheelchair a lot of the time because what it does is it, the the gene that produces the collagen in your body is faulty. And collagen is the glue that holds your, your organs together and your ligaments and your tendons. So if it's weak, everything has a problem. So without my medication, my entire body hurts awfully. Nerve and muscle and joint pain. And my joints are becoming increasingly slack, which means they slip out of joint. They twist the wrong way. My joints just don't sit on my body the way they're supposed to. So, so far, I've had two very hard falls, mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons I I use the wheelchair. It's safer for me. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much it in a nutshell, as far as the stuff that's hit me. One thing that has really kept me going, and I don't know, call it a guardian angel, call it a spirit guide, whatever it is, but there's always been this nagging voice in the back of my head ever since I was a little kid, that whenever I would think about giving up, this little voice would chirp in and say, this is not as good as it gets. Don't settle. Keep going. I don't know where it came from, but that always kicks me in the butt and keeps me standing back up and going forward. So it's a pretty convincing voice.
0: Yeah, and what a great voice to have because most people end up with that you know, little gremlin voice that says, oh, it can't get any better and it's not gonna oh, you might as well give up. So I'm, you know, I'm amazed that it would be fascinating to see where did that voice come from and you know, how is it that you're able to utilize that where most people aren't. Have you probed
1: into that? Well, that little gremlin shows up I mean, that gremlin says, man, this sucks. This is BS. It shouldn't Mm -hmm. be this hard. Why do I bother? That gremlin shows up all the time, daily, in fact. But then when I think about the consequences of quitting, Mm. you know, I've got three boys with special needs that are watching me live my life. And if they see dad as a quitter, if they see dad as being helpless, then what the hell can I possibly teach them? because wow. I can't turn around and be a hypocrite and say, "Well, you know, dad's a slacker and and dad right. believes in taking the easy way out." But man, you got to put your nose to the grindstone and make things happen. What the hell kind of role model is that? <laughs> you know, I, I simply can't live incongruently like that.
0: Uh, you know, and that's that's the piece that really sparked for me with you is that like you're willing to dig really deep. And say, you know, this is, what is it that I ultimately want to put out in the world? And you're willing to show up fully as you. I mean, I, as I listen to you tell your story, it's an incredible story, incredible journey. And, and what I love, Brian, is that you talk about what's going on, but you, it doesn't drag you down. You don't get stuck in it. You just honor it and
1: keep moving and let me tell you, it was not a piece of cake getting to that place. You know, you have to really look at the stuff that upsets you. You have to look at the shame. You have to confront it head on and find a way through it and make peace with those decisions that you made that caused the shame to begin with. Now, it, it was my process of getting getting back to life after the cancer that was really the key. Because it happened after graduation when your peer group scatters, Mm -hmm. you know, they're on vacations or they're planning for college or something else. So my support network went to hell. There was like nobody there for me. My family, being a typical Midwestern dysfunctional family, Mm -hmm. didn't handle it well. There was a lot of screaming and fighting and blaming and no support. (laughs) So I was essentially, my needs emotionally and psychologically were not met. So I just suffered so deeply. And when I finally got out of that, I was miserable. And I said to my mom, I said, I need help. I can't stand feeling like this. So she helped me connect with a social worker who I worked with for two years. And he was so kind and so compassionate, something I'd never seen in a man. Mm. You know, my dad has Asperger's stiff upper lip. Don't be a pussy, you know, walk it off, that kind of thing. And my mom was smothering, you know, neither of which they were two extremes. Yeah. So this guy being able to hold that space for me and let me process and help me not feel in jeopardy to go to a vulnerable place was a tremendous gift. And that's the reason I went into social work, because I realized just who you can be for other people Mm -hmm. and continuing to, to do that work on myself and go real, real deep to get rid of that anger and bitterness and resentment because it was keeping me from other people. You know, I was afraid to get in relationships because, Oh, what if they hurt me? Mm. And I felt myself alone by my own bad programming. And I wanted to be rid of that crap. You know, I wanted to be connected. So I did the real deep work. And again, it ain't easy to go there, but the fruits, I can't tell you how incredible it is to be able to show up fully human and not be afraid to do so.
0: Yeah, that is such a gift, and I'm, I'm with you there. You know, it's it, just showing up fully, it, it is scary. It is hard, and you're going to do some work to get there. But, man, there is nothing like it, you know, and I, to me, I, I think it's like – the the high that people must get when you when they do something incredible like climbing mount everest you know that's an incredible feat and i think to do this inner work to be able to show up fully is an equivalent to that in my mind i don't know if that fits for you but that's
1: well and something i want to add to that which is really really important Mm -hmm. i won't be able to climb mount Mount everest unless people are dragging me because of my physical circumstances Mm -hmm. however what I can learn is the psychology of the people who have because mm-hmm. that's where the real win is. It's not in the act. It's what the hell helped you do that? Yeah. Now, what are you believing? You know, what is your mindset? Teach me that. You know, yeah. I don't have to go all the way to Nepal to prove, Hey, you know, look, I'm one of those tough guys who can do this. No, <laughs> there are other ways to make a difference and be impactful without this real physical exertion, because I know these guys all the time that I, I, I'm a member of a dad's mastermind group. A lot of these guys are fitness buffs, and they're doing 300 pushups a day. Wow. I can't do that when my clavicles dislocate just because I reached for a glass in the cabinet. Yeah. You know, the pushups ain't going to happen, but yeah. I can tap it and say, man, what keeps you pushing through it? When you're tired, you know, you don't have the energy, but you still commit to drop to the floor during your push-ups. What's behind that? I can learn their psychology and I can apply it in other ways. For sure.
0: And it, and it really is a matter of, you know, changing the internal dialogue, the internal programming. And, you know, when that starts to shift, then you realize that, you know, the difference between doing it and not doing it is, is so small. It's It's that It's getting that click going. And then once you get that click going, there's a, I don't know, it's like there's a high that comes from pushing yourself through something that you thought that you couldn't do.
1: Oh, yeah. Action is the all-purpose depression killer. (laughs) It is. Because depression, you know, anxiety, both of those emotions come from a place of helplessness. And helpless people believe that there's no action to be taken to change their circumstances. So the moment they take even a baby step – that moves them out of that, it can be very empowering. For sure. You know, there's a, I love Tony Robbins to death, but his, he has a very all-or-nothing approach to success. As he, t- he talks about taking massive action. Mm. Not everybody's going to do that, and that's not the only requirement. Give me a break. Yeah. People can take baby steps and make progress. You know, it's like a, Martin Luther King said, you know, if you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. Yeah. But by all means keep moving. Yeah. Don't quit. As long as you're in motion, as long as you're in action, you have the momentum to make something happen.
0: So true. You know, it's interesting. I've I've been applying that for myself. I I started recently um stepping up my fitness routine. And and I just, you know, I got the Fitbit and that, you know, that started to like, oh, okay, I can do a little bit more, do a little bit more. And then I started applying that Fitbit, I kind of, you know, reward the little reward thing to my business. And and it's just that incremental notch it up. And i it's it's incredible what can change when you look over like a six month period. It doesn't have to be this, you know, big jump in, I'm gonna make a hundred calls a day. Like I, I always say to my clients, some of them it's like start with five, like five a day. You take you fifteen minutes to do five. But over time that incremental change makes a huge difference and you're getting wins along the way which I think I don't know about you but like having those wins along the way reinforces the change
1: and I, th- I think that's one of the the ways that th- something like a Fitbit or an app that gives you rewards really plays well to the American mindset of immediate gratification
0: yes <laughs> because
1: it it's really Really true that things like losing weight or gaining more muscle that's a long-term goal Mm -hmm. you're not going to go to the gym one time and be ripped you know you have to have a very strong why and you have to have the ability to really reach into the future and imagine yourself in a certain way and allow that vision to pull you forward but not everybody has that kind of vision or has that kind of patience so throwing these little carrots along the way can keep folks like that moving.
0: Yeah, and, and it's in focusing on the activity as opposed to the end goal. Like there's, there's definitely a piece for that. Um, but I want to bring this back around because we had started kind of looking at this idea of, you know, mindset and where – People, most people get caught up in thinking you know I'm broken I'm fucked up and you know for you you would have you know with everything that's going on and the stuff that's going on in your body you have the right to to look at your life and say that you're broken and and things are wrong but getting that shift over what are some of your top tools that you would give to people of, of trying to take it from where they are now of seeing themselves as broken and shifting it over into that they're amazing, owning owning what they are good at.
1: Well, one question is compared to who? Mm. You know, you're broken, you're fucked up compared to who? Those people that pretend they have their shit together? (laughs) Those people that claim to be normal? These are people that are bullshitting themselves. You know, they're walking around with their facade on. They're giving you the brochure version. And they're not admitting to the fact that they're human too. Right. They just do a really good job of hiding it. You know, so when somebody comes to me and they're spewing arrogance like they have it all together, sometimes I'm inclined to look them in the eye and say, who are you kidding? (laughs) You know, what makes you think that you're less human than I am? You know, I just happen to wear it, whereas you hide it. You Mm. run from it. You know, and there are people that can't handle that. And I'm not really equipped for a fist fight, so I don't get into that for people. But the... It's, it's that question compared to who, and when you're realizing you're, you're doing a lot of comparing and you're making a lot of assumptions about this person who's pretending to have it all together. Yeah. They're just good actors. They have their down days. They have their depression. And also keep in mind that perfection is not the goal, and neither is this idea of sustained bliss that you're going to be happy all the time. Mm. Life means you're experiencing everything. You can go through the course of a day. Hell, you can go through an hour and experience all of your emotions. It doesn't mean that because you went from happiness and then you heard some news that made you sad for a while. It doesn't mean that you failed. It doesn't mean you're weak. It means you're human. The important thing to be able to do is whenever you're knocked down is to bounce forward. Not bounce back. I just, I don't like the image of bouncing back. To me, that's coming back to where you started. Right. I don't want to go through all that crap just to go back to where I started. You know, I want to be better. I want to get through it. I want to be stronger. So you want to bounce forward. You want to slingshot. you to make progress. So as long as you can find your way back to a place where you are still moving forward in life, you're doing a lot of stuff right
0: I love that image, you know, the bouncing forward. That's a great analogy. You know, it's it's the forward momentum. And, and I think, you know, taking that time to to recognize that it's a forward momentum, even when we're in the midst of something crappy happening, you know, like when I went through the bankruptcy with my business, it, it, I could have looked at that and said, that's awful, it's falling apart. But I also, I, at some level, I recognize that, this was the universe collapsing what wasn't working for me so that I could move forward into something that was better, better suited like what I'm doing now, which I'm having such a fun time. Do that kind of mindset piece where you're like, you know, kind of when you're in the midst of crab, you have a recognition that it's probably moving you in a direction where you most
1: want to go. Yeah. I've heard it explained by different people, but it's very similar to what you just said that, To imagine that life is getting things out of your way because that's not where you should be paying attention. Mm. You know, when my first wife left me and I felt abandoned and I felt rejected and I felt like a piece of crap, a very wise gentleman came to me and he says, you know what? She didn't leave you. She got out of your way. He says, better things are coming for you and your boys. Trust me. And when it comes, you're not going to believe that it could ever be that good. And he was absolutely right. I don't know where he got that wisdom from, but man, he was spot on. And because I, I saw that as being true, it's really helped me with my physical challenges and anything that, that shows up for my boys, because I remembered how accurate that was. Things started yes. falling apart. Yeah. Because for some reason, we didn't see that that shouldn't be in our life. We kept putting our energy into it. Right. So life just came along and said, okay, well, you're blind to this. Let me just get it out of your way so you <laughs> can't pay attention to it anymore. <laughs> I love it. I mean, true or, or false, it's a metaphor that is very useful as opposed to sitting there thinking, oh, I'm, I'm losing everything. Oh, it's right. all falling to pieces. Mm-hmm. You know, Find a way to make it empowering so that you can stay in action instead of feeling like a victim.
0: Oh, so true. And and that's really, you know, that's really the crux of it is is like that piece where we, how do we internalize it? Do we internalize it and make ourselves wrong? Or do we internalize it and go, okay, well, I know at the core that there's nothing wrong with me. I am not broken. I'm not fucked up. And so then, then this must be here to help me with something that I haven't figured out what it is just yet.
1: Yep. And one thing that just kind of popped into my head because of a, uh a wonderfully heated exchange I was having on Facebook this morning. <laughs> yes. I, I put a, an idea out there Yeah, and there were, there was one guy in the thread. A lot of people were agreeing with what I said and a lot of people were offering alternatives to it. Like, you know what do you think about this, but one guy was flat out saying that it was wrong and here's why it's wrong. And here are the 10 reasons it's wrong. And because you haven't accepted it's wrong yet, I'm going to keep after you. Mm. And my approach to that is, it's not important to be right. It's not important except you're wrong. It's important to be teachable. Yes. You know, When you walk into any situation, you have to have your mind open to that process of discovery when you're in conversation with another person and remaining curious, remaining that student. And there are people that miss that because they live in that dichotomy of, well, you have to be right. You have to know what you're talking about. You have to be the expert. Yeah, but how did you learn all this stuff to begin with? It isn't because you popped out of your mom's womb with an encyclopedic <laughs> knowledge, you know. Why did you lose your teachability? There's still plenty to learn.
0: Oh, there's so much to learn. I, I love that. You know, that imagery is, is fantastic. And it, it really is true. You know, when we have, when we approach things from that perspective of I, I want to learn. And, and I often invite people to, to think about being a five-year-old again. You know, the curious five-year-old's like, oh, what happens if I do this? And, ooh, what happens if I do that? And, you know, having that um, no preconceived idea ahead of time. And then you get to learn something. You get to see something new. And, and maybe something turns out better than you possibly could have imagined if you had tried to force it otherwise.
1: When you look around you and people take the time to observe nature instead of just ripping it down to put up another strip mall, Mm. you can see how everything is moving in the direction of growth. And even when things wither and die, they become the soil and they fertilize new growth. So even things that look like, oh, it's destroying, it's decaying, it's falling apart. Yeah. But that's in service of the life cycle. Yeah. You know, everything dies to make room for new life, not because it's just simply decaying and dying. And there are so many people who don't even take the time to look at that, you know, and those unfortunately are people that are destroying our planet.
0: Yeah. It's, and oh my goodness, we could get into it, you know, another hour <laughs> discussion just on that piece for sure. But, um, Tell people what it is, like where is your new focus going to? Because like, I
1: think that's really exciting where you're going with your business. My, my new focus, and it was really in, inspired by a colleague of mine that I, I highly respect because people tell me things all the time they make recommendations. Mm-hmm. But I, I imagine it's the same for you. The people whose judgment you really respect are the ones you're more likely to listen to. For sure. And this was someone who told me that I needed to be coaching coaches. And my response was, What the heck could I possibly teach coaches? And so we brainstormed it a little bit. She wasn't going to make it easy for me. You know, I had to (laughs) kind of dive into it a little bit. And what I realized is over the years, people have been talking about, you know, the engagement I get on Facebook. How the heck do you get so much engagement? How do you get so many comments? How do you get so many likes? And so, over the years, I've thought about what is it I do? Are there explicit principles? Are there specific beliefs and tactics that I use? And the more I thought about it, the more I began realizing that, yeah, there's a very strong belief system and mindset that goes into this. And what it essentially boils down to is the importance I find in modeling the intimacy and vulnerability that people need in their own lives to live fully. And so, I decided to create a mastermind group teaching professionals how to show up like that. Wow. How to show up the same way. But I tell them ahead of time, you are going to have to work through your crap if you want to be human. It's not just this big list of tactics that says, do this, do this, do this, Mm -hmm. do this, and you will have this abundance. No, you've got to shift your way of being in the way you show up. You've got to be the person that's worthy of following. So if you're ready to do the work, step up if not i you know i'm not just going to sell you an ebook or or a video course
0: yeah i love it cuz it really is you know authentically that makes such a big difference i noticed for me you know it took me probably 3 years to really own this inner dominatrix theme mm-hmm. And when I did, when something clicked, there was a huge difference in the engagement and people sharing. And it, it really is a huge change because prior to that, you're just kind of making a stab of the dark and you know copying other people, which might work, it might not work, but... Being authentic is so much deeper, and it's going to be harder, but it's way worth it. So if people are looking to you know, expand their influence by you know, showing up authentically, how do they find
1: you? They can start by going to my website, which is brianraymondking.com, or you can just look up Brian R. King on Facebook, and you'll find me there as well.
0: Fantastic! Thank you so much for joining me today, Brian. This has been a delight. You are a phenomenal person and you are doing such great work in the world. Thank you, thank you.
1: Thank you, Dane. I really appreciate it.
0: Thanks for tuning in to The Inner Dominatrix, the show that lets you step into your bold, sexy, fun-filled life. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to tell your friends about it. And if you're ready to own your inner dominatrix, then hop over to my website, innerdavanatrix.com, and let's have a conversation to get you rockin' your bold, sexy, fun-filled life.